Hello and welcome to a God-Focused Life podcast. This is a podcast where we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. We were made by God and we were made for God. So when we apply the principles of God's word to our lives, that is when we begin to live a healthy lifestyle, we flourish and we prosper God's way. We are going through the Bible from start to finish, and I'm just going through and highlighting stories from the Bible. So I want you to bear with me this morning because it is early. It's not even 6.30 yet as I'm recording this, but my daughter is visiting from college, and I thought, if I get up early and I get this podcast on air, then that means I will have more time to spend with my daughter this morning. So my voice is raspy. It's early morning. I've had a little bit of coffee, probably not enough to my liking, but like I said, just bear with me as I get through this podcast. So today we're going to talk about Abraham and Isaac. Now, this is a story that I believe is so life altering, life changing when we glean the principles from this story. Abraham, we are going to see, has gotten to a place in his life where he believes God, he trusts God, and he obeys. So I want to go through, I'm reading from the Immerse Bible. The Immerse Bible reads like a storybook, so there are literally page numbers, and I'm on page 30. If you were in your Bible, it's Genesis chapter 22. If you want to dig in deeper to the meaning of the scriptures, I want to recommend getting a commentary. I like the Bible knowledge commentary. I also like the application Bible that has some commentary as you're reading the Bible. Love it. But for easy reading to kind of understand the story of the Bible, I love the Immerse Bible. So, and no, I am not getting paid by Immerse. I'm not, you know, getting any anything from that. I just want to encourage you to find those resources that will help you understand the Bible. Because sometimes when you're reading uh, different versions, you can get stuck on like, what does this even mean? So sometimes just having the overview of what the Bible means, and then you can start digging in a little bit deeper. Okay, let's go back to Abraham. So God is going to ask Abraham of something really, really big. Now remember, God gave him a promise of a son, and Abraham did not have a son until he was around 100 years old. And this is a little bit later. Uh, theologians and scholars kind of debate, go back and forth as to how old Isaac, that is Abraham's son, how old Isaac would have been in this account. Some people think young as a boy and some people think older. As I get into the story, we're going to talk about it. I'm, I'm going to kind of give what my thoughts are on on this. But let's talk about what God is asking Abraham to do. God is asking Abraham to actually sacrifice his son. It says that he is testing Abraham. So let me pick up and start reading. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Now, that language, who does that remind us of? It reminds me of Jesus, because 
Jesus was God's one and only son. And we also see an account when Jesus was baptized and Jesus spoke or God spoke over Jesus and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. So God is is starting to talk the language that we are going to see of his one and only son, Jesus Christ. So remember, Old Testament will always point us to Jesus and the future of what's going to happen with Jesus and then after Jesus. So he says, go to the land of Moriah, go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along with his son, Isaac. Abraham did not hesitate. It was the very next morning that Abraham started making the preparations to go on this journey and to obey and do what God had asked him to do. He chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering, and he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we will come right back. Now, they've gone for three days. Now think about this. He's chopped wood. He's made the preparations. They have traveled for three days. That was plenty of time for Abraham to think, to contemplate, to back out of the decision or to continue moving forward with what God had asked him to do. And we see that there was no turning back. Abraham believed God. He obeyed God. And I think it's very interesting that he says, the boy and I will travel a little further. We are going to worship. So this is an act of worship. And he says, then we will come right back. Very interesting. Did Abraham say that literally meaning, I believe that we will come right back? Or was he saying that to the servants to say, I'm not sure what's going to happen. The plan is we're going to come right back. I mean, Abraham did not tell anybody what God had asked him to do. So it's kind of like, what what does that meaning? What is the meaning of the word we? You could uh, dig into your commentaries. You could dig into uh, the scriptures a little bit further to understand that. That's just a part of it. Like when something jumps out at you, that's when I like to go a little bit deeper. So I invite you to do that. So they go up. Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. Now, remember, Abraham is well over 100 years old now, okay? And Isaac is strong enough to carry the wood up a mountain. That right there makes me think that Isaac was not a wee little boy, that Isaac was probably at least a teenager. Some people think he may have been in his 20s, maybe even in his 30s. Uh, to to be able to carry the wood, to go with his father up the mountain, and to even take care of his 100 plus uh, father, you know, years old father. How do you say that grammatically <laughs> correct? Um, but to take care of his father who was over 100 years old. So people are, you know, debate what what age Isaac was. But this is what I want to say, regardless of the age of Isaac, If Abraham is going to lay him down and strap him to the wood to sacrifice him, 
he would have been old enough and strong enough to resist his father. So we see Isaac being willing. So let me read um, read what he has to say here or what the word says here. Um, I'm picking up my place. So Abraham placed the wood um, and the burn the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son. Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. Now, different versions will say different things. Some of them do not say the word sheep, but he just says that God will provide the offering. Uh, when they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar, altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your one and only son. Very, very, wow. Like, like, I don't even, uh, number one, I'm shocked at that obedience, at that level of obedience. Number two, I'm humbled. Like to know that a father who has been waiting, we know from this story, the treasure that Isaac was. I mean, Abraham waited and waited and waited for this promise. And also Abraham knows what the future, what God said the future would be with de- with descendants And yet Abraham was still willing to obey God because he trusted him. And not only did Abraham trust, Abraham did an amazing job at teaching Isaac to trust. I mean, I don't know whether he did that by example or whether he did that because he had lots of talks, you know, with Isaac growing up, but there is something that has transpired between the father and the son throughout all of these years to say, no matter what, we have to hear the voice of God, obey the voice of God, even if it means we lose our very lives. We will obey God. It reminds me later on, we're going to get to a man named Joshua. And he says, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. And we definitely see that happening in Abraham and in Isaac's young life, regardless of how old Isaac is, he's a lot younger, but wow, the solid life that Isaac has, the solid obedience, the solid faith that he has at a young age in God. So I ask you, where is your faith in God? Do you believe God? Even if he asks you to do, to do the unthinkable, do you trust him? The beauty of this is that God was testing Abraham. God already knew what was in Abraham's heart. This was a time for Abraham to see what was in his own heart. 
God knows our thoughts. He knows our motives. He knows our actions. He already knows the words in our mouth before we even form them. He knows us through and through. But when he tests us, it is a time for us to see what's in us, what what needs to be, uh, you know, shaped more into the obedience of God, what we are holding back from God, whether we are going to lie. Um, we definitely see that in Abraham's life in the, in his past where he has lied. He's not trusted God, but this is a place where Abraham is, is believing the Lord. He trusts God. So Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by his horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord will provide. And we also hear Jireh, J, but this is actually Y, Y Y-I-R-E-H. So Yahweh Yireh. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. So this just tells me, Rebecca, number one, are you making preparations for what God has asked you to do? Are you preparing your heart for, so let's, let's, let's take it like this. What if five years from now, God asks, asks me to do some certain thing? What am I doing in my life now to prepare for that ultimate obedience? Now, listen, I want you to know this. God is a God of life. He's not a God of death. So some people will say, how could God even ask Abraham to do this? God wanted to know Do you put me first in your life or do you put this treasured human being first? God is testing him and he wanted to know which, which, which way are you going to go? Do you treasure me and see me as your God or do you have your own child as your God and who you are serving and you treasure above me? And sometimes God will do that even in our own lives and say, Rebecca, what are you treasuring most? Are you treasuring your spouse more than me? Are you treasuring your children more than me? Do you serve your job or your ministry or the things of the world or vacations or money or treasures and possessions? Do you treasure those things more than you treasure me? And I have to decide today what I'm going to do in my daily life so that it prepares me for my future. If in five years he asks me to step out of the boat or step out on a limb or take a leap of faith, if he's telling me to do something huge in five years, I'm not going to be able to do it if I'm not building that foundation of faith now. And we see throughout Abraham, throughout his life, where he falls, he fails, he sins, he does these things, but God is taking all of those things to build him and build his faith and build the trust in knowing that God is God, God provides. And even in this, this was another level to where Abraham 
He even knows a new name of God, a, a name that has not yet been revealed in scripture, and it is revealed to him. When God takes us through our journeys of life, God takes us to a place where he reveals a new name to us. When I was younger and I lost my mom, I needed my God I needed him to be a mother figure in my life. When I was out on my own and I was away from home and away from my 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 dad, my mom was gone. I needed my God to be my daddy, my father, and to meet me in ways that no human can meet me. When I went through a, a, a sickly marriage and a divorce, I needed God to be my husband. When I had children and I did not have a mother to help me and to guide me, I needed God to show me how am I going to raise these children. I depended on God and every single time we needed God to come through for us, for, you know, for me and Pat on different levels, different ways, and God would come through and he would reveal something new about himself the same way that he did in Abram's life. And then to change his name to Abraham, to set that covenant, to set those promises. And God has promises for us as well. We are grafted into that line of Abraham. We are grafted into that line of Jesus and Holy Spirit. We are grafted into the family of God. So I ask you, what area of your life is God asking you to lay down? I can promise you he's not asking you to sacrifice your children or to lay down, you know, in the same way that God asked Abraham. He's not asking you for a burnt offering of your children, but he may be asking you, I want you to stop worshiping your children. I want you to come to me and put me first. I want you to come and realize I have a plan and I need you to follow me and obey me. What is it that you need to lay down in your life? And what do I need to lay down in my life that's going to take us to that next level of knowing who God is? And then we can share with other people, oh my goodness, the Lord brought me through this and the Lord brought me through that. And he showed me this and he showed me that. He's so great for me. I know he will be great for you does not mean that we get the American way and life is handed out on a silver platter for us, but we come to a kingdom way of life to where our hearts, our souls, our minds, we prosper God's way, God's way. And it is so much richer, so much deeper, so much more fulfilling than the world's way. So take that in your time with the Lord, pray about it, go to those scriptures, read through it and ask Holy Spirit to highlight and reveal things to you. Something may stand out to you that um, I didn't even bring up in these scriptures. And maybe you want to dig a little bit deeper in your research of God's word. I pray that God uh, reveals himself in ways that you've never even realized that, that you see him in a new light, in a new way, and you are just drawn closer and closer and closer to him. He loves you, dear one. He loves you so much. And we just ask God, God, 
I don't have the capacity to love you. I'm asking you to increase my capacity to love you. Pour out your love into me so that I can love you back. We don't even have the love and adoration for God unless he gives it to us. So that can be a prayer as well. God, just help me to trust you and to love you more. So, all right, guys, I'm going to wrap this podcast up. I hope you have been blessed. Please like it, share it, get the word out, comment on it, um, help others know the truth of the kingdom. And you can do that simply by liking and commenting because it changes the algorithm of the podcast. So I pray that this is a blessing. Love you guys. Hope you have a great day. And we'll talk to you on the next podcast.